Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Steve Navarra, Grande Steve. I am with my main man, Danny. How are you, Danny? Feeling good. At uh, at Sugar Sean O'Malley at the casino yesterday, so that was pretty wild. He was in Cleveland for the uh, Jake Paul fight story of the weekend but let's get into some football did he just like walk past the table you were playing at and you popped up it it was unbelievable i was so i was sitting at a blackjack table and i was actually even i was getting decent cards and the three people to my left were just getting smoked so two of them stood up and left a couple hands with with uh two empty seats all of a sudden some guy walks up and I, you know, I just turned my head to the left to kind of small talk, and I look over and it's Sean O'Malley. I'm, I'm like, no fucking way. Like, uh, I was processing all this. Like, no fucking way. That's Sean O'Malley. And I'm like, <laughs> and I, I try to play it cool and just be like, not you know, I didn't want to like jump on it and draw attention to him and all that, and then have him hate me. So I was just kind of like, Sugar, what's up? <laughs> he looks over, like kind of nods at me. I'm like, can we? I'm nonchalantly. I'm like, can we get a get a pick when when we get a chance? And he was like, yeah, he was pretty cool. Uh, while he was there, a couple people uh, kind of came over, acting like fangirls, and drew attention to him, anyways. But he was there with uh, he had his little entourage. Um, I've I've since learned where some Instagram influencers that had over a million followers. So he actually wasn't even playing. He was just hanging out with his crew and a couple of them played. They were only there for probably 10 minutes and then they left, but took a cool pick. He gave me a little fist yeah. bump, fist bump when we, when they left. So I think he, he thinks I'm cool. I'm going to hit him up next weekend. We'll see. We'll see if he comes through. <laughs> uh, long odds on that. <laughs> it was, it was crazy odds. Couldn't believe it, but here we are. I was in Charlotte this weekend for the Steelers-Panthers game and watched them get blown out. And Dwayne Haskins really did not play well, uh, but he I guess he had, you know, he didn't have all the linemen in. He was playing against the first-string defense, which I think the Panthers actually have a pretty decent defense. But it was still kind of... Whatever, and then I was also I also did my two fantasy drafts during the game, but it uh, it worked out pretty well. I had to draft on the walk to the stadium. That was the the toughest part. But other than that, uh, and I did pretty well. I thought I went out to you know we went out to the bars or the club or no club bar. We went to bars afterwards, and uh, these two girls we were with that work with our our boy Lance. Shout out Lance one of our seven listeners, these girls ordered uh, Papa John's to the bar, which is, you know, a power move. And so, you know, th- they're like, have a slice. So I have a slice of this Papa John's. And upon the first bite of this delicious, greasy, crispy Papa John's, I knew that right away there was now a timer on my asshole for when a fart or a shit was going to come out. And you know, the, t- the clock was ticking and I've, I'm pouring booze down my throat. And so I know that the timer is now sped up and the little beeping's going off in my head. But luckily, I made it out of that situation with no um, questions in my underwear or sounds in the air. 
uh, I'm very proud of myself for that. I, I had no accidents this weekend while getting belligerently um, hydrated. All right. Let's get into the NFL injury news. We're going to keep it short today because this is our big gambling preview of the season. I'm very excited. We have a ton of seasonal picks for you guys. I usually do all right on these too, so I don't know. Maybe actually take some of these. Anyway, Trey Lance, he has a chip, quote-unquote, in his finger. He's supposed to miss one week, supposed to just get that thing removed, get some static splinting on it, then some range of motion, and throwing the ball. So seven days for him. Like you were saying earlier to me, Danny, you don't think he's going to play for how many weeks? I, I just said regardless, I don't think he's going to be the opening day starter. So I, I, I assume now he definitely won't be. Um, I mean, so I'd say he'll probably miss a couple of weeks to heal the finger regardless. And if, if Garoppolo looks decent by then, I'm sure they'll keep rolling with him. Uh, so I, I like Garoppolo as the opening day starter. But regardless, I, I think with a quarterback, he would miss a, a couple of weeks with that finger. Yep, next, Evan Ingram, unlikely to play in the season opener. I know he was going really late in best ball. I doubt he's on many starting lineups. Like, if you're in a 12-person league, I doubt you're worrying about this anyway. So I wouldn't expect him back for the first couple weeks of the season, maybe week one, or I mean, week two or three, he might might start seeing some targets, but maybe ease him back into it because that's a calf strain that could come back to bite you down the stretch. And oh, go ahead. Shit, my bad. They did sign Kyle Rudolph in the off off season. So I think, I think Evan Ingram's going to have a diminished role, especially if he's playing hurt. So I, I, I drafted him in the last round in one of my best ball leagues, but I, I don't like that pick anymore with the injury. Yeah. I forgot about that and, and totally agree. He's, Probably not going to see very many targets this year. Either way. Um, Darius Slayton, I wrote his name down. I think the last update I read was he's still waiting on a evaluation. So he's questionable, too, for week one. I think that really bumps up Kenny Galladay and um, Sterling Shepard. Both of those guys will probably see a, a big uptick in targets from that so oh and the Colts are cursed uh they got COVID Carson Wentz wide receivers Zach Paschal in the center Ryan Kelly they all uh have the five-day quarantine which means they're all unvaccinated T.Y. Hilton there's a problem with his his vertebrae and I think his neck so now he's out for a questionable amount of time so I would if you drafted T.Y. Hilton, I'm sorry, you're going to be putting him on the bench for a while and he's getting old as it is. I could I could hot take here. I could see him just retiring. I don't know, vertebrae in your neck, that's um, usually come back from that all right, but still a scary thing to have to think about in the back of your head. Any thoughts on the Colts? Yeah, they. Uh, I I do like the Colts to have a decent season. Um, I I have them in one of the bets that we'll get to later on. Obviously, they're dealing with a lot right now, but I like that team. I like that defense. Uh, 
Um, and I think last year they had kind of a very, very inconsistent offense, but they still managed to get to 11 and five. I think they're going to be better this year than they were last year. I mean, if Wentz can play respectable, I think that I think he's an upgrade from a 39 year old Philip Rivers. So I do think the Colts will have a decent year. They're pretty low on a lot of people's list. I think they can be good, but it, it already seems like they have the injury bug and the, the curse. So they took they, it from they, the 49ers. They, they put the Colts whole team on the Madden cover. Like what's, what's going on with this? <laughs> oh, all right. Let's uh, let's do Danny has a great college theory here and let's let's have him dive into that. Yeah, before we get to some NFL bets, I just have a, a college lock uh, that I really love. So we're going regular season win totals. I'm going to place a bet on both Georgia and Clemson for the under uh, Georgia's at ten and a half. Clemson is at eleven and a half. Uh, they, they play week one, mind you. So it's almost, I love this bet because it's almost a push worst case scenario wins week one. Then they each can, can only lose a, one game for the rest of the season. So if one of them loses once after that, you're at least going to push. If Georgia wins week one, Clemson's already looking at 11, one best case scenario, regular season. So if Georgia wins week one, you've already hit the Clemson under, so I think they're both likely to hit and under, especially with Clemson losing Lawrence and kind of, I mean, obviously they're still going to be good and probably win the ACC, but for to think an inexperienced team won't slip up at one point, I love hitting both the unders on that. And like I said, worst case scenario, you're going to at least split even with a push. I love it. I'm going to be in Charlotte again this weekend where Clemson is playing Georgia at Bank of America Stadium and the freaking tickets, the cheapest ticket for the nosebleed is like $350. It's insane. Uh, I'm not obviously not paying that. I don't have that kind of money. And I will watch all of the, the chaos going on downtown though. I'll, I'll, I'll be there for that. Don't worry. And I put both of those unders in while you were talking about it. I really didn't listen to anything you said. I just pulled the trigger. Easy money. Let's get it. All right. It's time for the seasonal gambling preview. This is like such a blast to do every year is just sit down, look at some lines see where you can get some value and lose all your overs because it's statistically in your favor to take like all the unders for these seasonal, uh, at least the player performance stuff. But we're going to try our best to find you some winners here. We've been scouring uh, the different, we, we did uh FanDuel, DraftKings and Barstool and we scoured for the, the best odds. So We'll try to get you the best information we can on that, and let's pick some fucking winners here. So most passing yards we'll start with here. Most passing yards. Danny, who do you like? If I got even money, I, I would obviously go Mahomes, but he's the heavy favorite. So my pick, my best value pick is have Josh Allen at plus 850. Um, I think... I mean, he was 
it was between you know him, Rodgers, and Mahomes last year. I think Josh Allen has the weakest running game and probably the best receiving core. I, I love Josh Allen here. I think that's a great value for him. Yeah, I agree. If I had to take anybody on the list, the Bills are going to be pass happy. They're going to definitely throw the ball even to Zach Moss. They're going to throw him the ball. So I think everyone's going to get targets on that. I think and he's the number one guy I want in fantasy. I want to draft him. He's the one guy, quarterback, I should say, I'm reaching for in the first the fifth round there. Uh, but one one long flyer here, our man Ben, could go out on top here and get most passing yards at 50 to 1. A little $10 bill would win you 500 smackers if you take the flyer on Ben. I don't I don't hate that because uh, he's going to pass the ball to Najee too. Yeah, if something, and if something happens to Najee, I mean, don't forget, Ben's only a couple years removed from leading the league in passing. If something happens to Najee, God forbid, but they're not going to run Benny Snell the ball fucking 30 times a game. So if, if Najee gets hurt, Ben's going to have to sling it again, and his elbow looks good. He looked good in the preseason. I think we're people are going to be surprised with Ben this year, so that's not a, that's not a bad flyer to throw 10 bucks on. Yeah, and even if Najee has to miss like uh, two or three games because of the the load they're putting on him as a rookie, you know, they're going to go pass happy for those three games. And so we'll see how it goes. The other side of the coin here, I took some over-unders on interceptions, and then I'll do my most interception here at the end. So uh, Patrick Mahomes, over seven and a half interceptions. He threw one in his first preseason game against the Cardinals. I think he's liable to throw eight picks in 17 games. He only has to throw 0.68 interceptions a game. I think people kind of are starting to figure that out. Next one, you know, you know it's coming. Lamar Jackson over nine and a half interceptions. And now that J.K. Dobbins, who I said last week was going to be, should have been the focal point of their offense. Now that he's out of the picture, I think Lamar's going to have to throw the ball a little bit more than he wanted to this year. Nine and a half seems like an easy one for me. And uh, again, another callback, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's coming back and we know he was a little bit uncomfortable there. We'll see how he does. I think he's thrown quite a few picks last year. I should have that up how many he threw last year, but uh, fuck it. He's throwing 12 or more, so over 11.5 for Joe Burrow. And Zach Wilson, who I am taking for most interceptions at 9-1, to one, uh, and I explained in the last podcast why I think he's going to have to throw the ball a lot in the second half because they're going to be losing. So he's over 13 and a half interceptions, which isn't a whole lot for a rookie quarterback who's who's being forced in there week one. And I don't think they're going to – they don't have anyone behind him to replace him real quick. I think they're going to ride him out and just, you know, he's going to learn on the job. Uh, Danny, you got you got one of these? Yeah, Steve hammered some overs there. I uh, In this new, new day and age of NFL, I don't – not everybody, not a lot of people throw picks like they used to. So I'm, I really like an under here. This is my favorite bet of the entire podcast. Aaron Rodgers under eight and a half. He hasn't thrown more than eight picks since 2010. So you have 
11 years since he he has hit that over. I, I can't see Aaron Rodgers throwing over eight and a half interceptions. I'm hammering that under eight and a half. I like it. So we also kind of like Jared Goff a little bit if you want to want to sprinkle him for most interceptions, but yeah, I I uh Steve loves Zach Wilson for most interceptions. That was plus nine hundred. And we both did like Jared Goff, who was plus eight hundred. The reason I like Goff is that he's not I don't think he's in it. They're paying him so much money that if he's if he's putting up bad stats, they're not gonna bench him. Um and Detroit is not a very talented team right now. Uh, I did write down Jalen Hurts, but the more I think about that one, I don't. I really don't like Philly this year, which kills me because I I do love Jalen Hurts, uh, but I think that uh, if he throws a lot of picks, they're going to go with Gardner Minshew. They just traded for Gardner, so if if Jalen Hurts doesn't look good, I don't think he'll finish the season, which kills me because I I mean Hurts and Gardner Minshew. Two of the easiest guys to root for in the whole league. If you don't like either of them, you can go <laughs> fuck off because they're they're just two great stories, two guys you love to root for. But I really don't. I don't think Philly has much going this year. Well, I would then you wouldn't want to pick him for most interceptions if you think Hurts is going to get benched halfway through the year. Yeah, because yeah don't pick Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but that's a good. Those are good points there. Next up. Most rushing yards. I hate Danny's pick. What'd you take? I this is just great value for me. I have Zeke at plus twenty one hundred. I think with with Dak coming off an injury, I don't think they're going to be quite as pass heavy. I think I think Dak has a great season, but I don't think that he's going to be quite as as pass heavy as they were last year, where he was throwing four hundred yards a game or whatever crazy pace he was on. Um this offense is loaded. They got weapons on the outside. You got Cooper, CD, and Michael Gallup. Um, so I, so they can't just stuff the box. I think Zeke gets a lot of touches, and I think plus twenty one hundred is is just unreal value for Zeke here. I don't think Henry's going to produce quite what. I mean, he's not going to run for two thousand again. I wouldn't think, but who knows? I just really love that Zeke pick. Yeah, I, I just took – I put Derrick Henry on the list at plus 350, but there's really nobody I liked here. I would stay away from this one because running backs are most likely to get hurt too, so that's really a crapshoot. But I have taken Zeke's under every year for his rushing yards or rushing-receiving combo yards, and I've hit every year. He He always goes under what they project for him. So I guess last year I got lucky with with that going out, but I I don't see see Zeke getting that many rushing yards. I think teams know he's going to be running the ball, and they're going to game plan for that. Anyway, now to the receivers, most receiving, and to go completely against what Danny said again, I took C.D. Lamb to have the most receiving yards because I think Dak is going to, sling it out to him a lot and he look he looks really good right now so at 25 to 1 that is uh, exceptional value on the the lamb chop i don't think he would like that name you ever watch that show lamb chop uh on pbs that was a good one they had the cleanup song i, I have not no oh, clue what you're talking about didn't watch lamb chop you prick never heard of it oh 
my curly headed uh curly headed redhead lady was was with her her sock puppets and lamb chop was was the main sock puppet person uh it's good shit anyway uh i have the lamb chop at 25 to 1 who do you got yeah i had i took a couple picks here i i, I like tyreek at plus 1200 um the Chiefs, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is going to sling it, uh, and his receivers, uh, Tyreek and Kelsey, are always going to be up there. I think that with Sammy Watkins is gone, so McCole Hardman and uh, Demarcus Robinson, who are both burners, are going to be. So I mean, their top three receivers are all fast as hell. So you know, you can't you can't just leave them on an island because they can all burn you deep. So I, I like Tyreek to have a lot of. Uh, and you know they they can't just double team Tyreek is what I guess I'm saying. So Tyreek at plus twelve hundred, I think he has a great season if he stays healthy. And one that I'm just really taking a flyer on that I really like is Cooper Cup plus thirty five hundred. Uh, the Rams are going to be very pass heavy this year. They went all out for Stafford, so they are in win now mode. Uh, and and with their running game in disarray right now, Acres is is out for the year. Henderson's banged up. Uh, so, I mean, they just traded for, uh, holy shit, who's the fucking Patriots running back? Why am I blanking? Uh, Sony Michelle. Tony Michelle. Oh, my God. I couldn't. Yeah. So, yeah. So, their running back, their running situation is in disarray. I, I love them to pass it heavy. Uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods have the same odds. They were both plus 3,500, but I like Cup more. Uh, another flyer I'm gonna take is Mike Evans at 33 to one. He, I, I listened to Stephen Che on Barstool. He said that Mike Evans, Mike Evans' personal goal for this season is to get over a thousand receiving yards because that would break uh, Jerry Rice's streak. I forget who has the streak of con- most consecutive seasons with a thousand plus yards. He barely got it uh, last season. He had a thousand sixty one. But if that's his goal this year, then if he's going to hit that thousand, maybe even get to eleven hundred, that's right around that top mark there with with everyone else to be the leader. So thirty three to one, that's a good a good snag to put a couple bucks on as well. Uh, sticking with receiving, there's a couple over unders here we like for player player uh, performance. So Noah Font, he was. Said in, they said in camp uh, they're going to feed him the ball. He looks really good. Like he's taking a step forward this season, and he already looked good last season. So over 650 and a half yards for Noah Font to, to catch the ball that much uh, and run with it that far. Who do you like? Yeah, Steve, the tight end guru, is big on Noah Fant this year. Um, Huge. My, my picks are a little bit different, but – I have the under for AJ Brown, uh, 1,175 and a half yards. They obviously this is a the the offense runs through Derrick Henry. They brought in Julio. If Julio stays healthy, I don't like AJ Brown to. I mean, I, I like AJ Brown as a you know as a reliable guy this year in fantasy. I have him on one of my teams that I've already drafted, but I think almost 1,200 yards seems a little bit high for him with with him splitting targets with Julio. And one that I love, Allen Robinson over uh, 1,090 and a half. Um, he's went over 1,000 the past couple seasons with 
I mean, he's had Blake Bortles and freaking Mitch Trubisky throwing him the ball his career, and he's put up good numbers. Andy Dalton and Justin Fields can't be worse. I love Allen Robinson. Got to go with my Penn State boy. Yeah, definitely like the Allen Robinson one. A.J. Brown said he wanted to be the best wide receiver in the league this year. Like, that was his goal, but I guess that's kind of every wide receiver's goal. But he does have the tools to to achieve that realistically. But yeah, twelve hundred, well, eleven hundred seventy-five is a is a lot. He has to be healthy for every game, and he's already had injury issues. So moving to the defensive side of the ball, most sacks this year, obviously Aaron Darnold. But we saw teams quadruple blocking Aaron Darnold. So I think there's more where that came from. That they're, they're going to let the other guys on the team get to the quarterback if if they have to stop him at all costs so i don't like the favorite there i will take a little flyer on shaq barrett shaq barrett i looked at some projections he's projected to have as many sacks like 12 this season so that's like the same projection for uh tj almost and and aaron darnold by less than a few but like i said i don't think he's going to hit that projection so shaq barrett 16 to 1 who do you like I did like the Shaq Barrett pick as well, but I have a different one. It pains me to not take TJ here. Um, I did just him sitting out camp so far while he's waiting for his contract, which should be, I'm hoping is announced soon. But congrats, by the way, TJ Watt. I know he's one of our biggest listeners. Ready to rock your jersey when the uh, when the announcement comes out. But I, I, uh, I have Nick Bosa at plus 1,600. I think he's coming off that injury. He's he's hungry and uh, ready to prove something. And I think that I, I like San Fran a lot this year. I, which the odds makers do too, which is why I don't pick them later. But Nick Bosa at plus sixteen hundred, I, I like those odds. Yep. So let's just go straight to defensive player of the year then, and I'll let you uh, continue on then. Yeah, I have Nick Bosa here as well for the same odds, plus 1,600. Um, I mean, obviously, Aaron Donald, he's a heavy favorite, but I don't I, – I, if it was a coin flip, I mean, if you give me even money, I'd go Aaron Donald, but I think uh, Nick Bosa has the best odds. Like I said, I, I, I really like that San Fran defense this year. If they can stay healthy, they got obliterated last year by injuries. Uh, really like San Fran this year. The defense is going to be tough. I think Nick Bosa puts up – Puts up good numbers. Uh, Jimmy, look up what Nick Bosa is for comeback player of the year and and add that in to our list here. So we also will go back up to defensive rookie of the year. We have the same pick here, our Penn State boy, Micah Parsons. I got him at plus 650 before Hard Knock started, or maybe it was like right during episode one. I was like, this is going to go down no matter what, and he does look like the real deal. And we both watched it every Saturday. So we both agree, easy pick here, Michael Parsons. Yeah, I hate to bet the outright favorite, but I just I think barring injury, this is almost a lock. I hate that he sat out last year. I'm I'm bitter about it as a as a diehard Penn State guy, but uh, guy's a freak. He's gonna come in and get immediate playing time. He's gonna stuff the stat sheet. 
Uh, yeah, Parsons. Yeah, this is another one that I'm almost completely confident about. Unless, uh, barring an injury, I can't see him not winning this award. Yeah. So if you don't like him, though, you could take Pat Sertan at plus eight hundred. He's probably going to be really good. But cornerback's a tough position to play as a rookie. So we'll see. Yeah, linebackers are going to get the most stats, and Parsons is going to be all over the field he's just a freak yeah and he's by the way when we looked at these sites for the odds FanDuel has the best odds for pretty much every single one of these so if you're gonna bet these I would go to FanDuel FanDuel you can sponsor us we like you the most uh all right that that's on the record we're FanDuel guys now I guess I also like Barstool Sportsbook though that they have good promos but but Either one. Uh, what do we got next? Uh, all right, I'm lost here. Offensive rookie of the year. Um, probably going to be one of these quarterbacks, but you say nay, Danny. Uh, the, I have so I mean I I don't want to place a bet on Trevor Lawrence. Like I said, I don't. I hate betting the outright favorite. I really can't see Trevor Lawrence not getting this unless he gets hurt. I mean, he's just a generational talent. Looked great this past weekend i mean he's he's gonna have to something bad's gonna have to happen for him to not get it but the only way i can see him not getting it is outside of injury would be if Najee goes off i got Najee harris at plus 800 which is a better value than lawrence at plus 350 if you know if Najee goes off 1200 1300 rushing yards 10 plus touchdowns contributes in the receiving game Obviously, Pittsburgh's going to be a better team than Jacksonville, so maybe they value that in a little bit more. If Najee has a you know a Pro Bowl caliber season, maybe he can steal it away from Trevor. Trevor Lawrence, pretty prettiest football player money can buy, though. He, he's, that's that's not a bad bet. Uh, not my type. Uh, I do think it's his trophy to lose, though, and it'd obviously be sick to see Najee win it uh another long longer odds guy would be mac jones if he steps in for cam and just goes on a win streak that would put him probably maybe ahead of trevor if trevor's kind of like playing well but losing games so yeah that was offensive rookie of the year and i realized i never gave my defensive player of the year and so every year the last well i should say the last two or three years i've taken tj watt and i've gotten freaking screwed every time it's bullshit he should have been depoy last year he probably should have been it two years ago as well but two years ago i was like uh you know okay i can see it last year it was fucking fraudulent that was fraudulent he had the best stats in almost every line and carried that led that defensive line and front seven to everyone else getting sacks too i guess you could say the same for what's face but <laughs> TJ, man, he got screwed. So yeah, last year, oh fuck, my bad. <laughs> no, just just say it. <laughs> last year was egregious. TJ was ahead of Aaron Donald in every single category. So uh, there were seven voters that chose. Aaron Donald had seven more votes than TJ Watt, which is just absolutely ridiculous. He should have been the DPOI two years running, but that's why I didn't pick TJ because they're, if they haven't given it to him yet, they're not going to give it to him now. Yeah, so I'm not taking TJ Watt 
at plus 750 to continue the curse of me betting on it. But if you want to take that at plus 750, go go right ahead. I'm going to take Chase Young at 12 to 1. I think he has a legitimate chance. He's the only person over 10 to 1 with a legitimate chance to win it. Uh besides Nick Bosa <laughs> who was 16 to 1 Danny said earlier. So all right, let's let's get into the final player category. Oh, sorry, two two more player categories, and then we're gonna do our uh, conference and Super Bowl winners and stuff. So, um, MV, MVP, like I like I said, uh, I don't like betting this until week ten or so, so I can get a more accurate picture of what's going on in the league, and the favorites probably not gonna be worse than like minus 200 minus 250 from Mahomes, who i think you know is obviously going to be that kind of juice that late in the season so i'm going to take him now though at plus 450 just a little bit because you're never going to see him at plus 450 again the regular season if he's on that track on that trajectory and uh danny you have someone different yeah this is pretty much similar to my my passing yards leader pick I think Mahomes will ha- I mean obviously he has the best odds to win it but I think the better value is Josh Allen plus 1200. I I think the Bills offense is pretty explosive this year and he continues to put up numbers. I was driving down the road and the thought popped into my head there's no way Josh Allen ends his career in like 15 years without at least one MVP so you might as well start betting it now cuz I think this is he obviously took that step forward and now he's in that category of franchise quarterback. So you might as well get him at these long, long odds here. Cause if he starts playing well, he's going to dip down to like four to one, three to one by not even mid season. If he starts tearing it up. So we saved the, the best for last, the comeback player of the year. I only say it's the best because it has to do with people who got hurt the last year. And that's what we talk about. So I'm gonna let Danny Danny take uh Frig. I'm gonna let Danny give his takes. I'm gonna wrap up. I love Saquon here. I know I'm very biased, but I gotta go with my guy. Last year he got absolutely bottled up by Pittsburgh's defense at full strength week one, and then week two he goes down. If he's healthy, I mean he's he's a freak. One the most explosive player in the league. I mean, I, I love Saquon here plus seven hundred. Uh yeah. If you like him, you'd probably like the Giants then to make the playoffs because I don't think he's winning that without the Giants making the playoffs. Um, and you like you like Nick Bosa too, or that yeah. just that goes with that, your trends. You've been goes, right. It goes it goes with my earlier pick. Um, Bosa's plus fourteen hundred. I think if if Saquon has a crazy year statistically, if he anywhere close to his rookie numbers, even if Bosa has a great year on the defense, I think Saquon's more likely to get get votes compared to a defensive guy. For sure, I'm gonna take good old CMC Christian McCaffrey number one in everybody's draft. So this means he's a lock, like. You know, why is he only seven to one in this? Or why is he all the way up to seven to one in this? If he's like everybody, everybody took him 
one overall in fantasy because they think he's going to be the best the best stat guy this year. So if he ends up being the best stat guy this year in these running back categories, even if the Panthers don't make the playoffs, I think that'd be an exception for him to have a year off and come back and put up league leading numbers. So that wraps up all of our player stuff. Now we're going to do the, uh, the team odds here. So we're just going to, we're going to skip the team totals and we're just going to do the worst record in the league divisional winner, conference winner, and Super Bowl matchup, and a winner. So the worst record in the league, I think this is a lock. It's between one of these two teams, Houston or the Lions. They're the two favorites in the category. Houston, this is on FanDuel again. Houston is plus 250. The Lions are plus 350. I think if you take them both, you're you're covering – most of the the chances of anything happening with with worst records Houston's going to be a a white dog turd in the Texas sun this summer i hope they keep the roof closed so god doesn't have to see the atrocity that they're going to put out on the field yeah Houston's almost a lock here plus 250 um, they're going to tank on purpose i mean they're just this is almost a lock. Another pick, though, that I do like is Philly at plus 1,400. I think that's pretty good value. I think they could have a disastrous season. I don't, there's, Jalen Hurst doesn't have a lot of help out there outside of Miles Sanders. His receivers are all young and inexperienced. Devontae Smith, I don't know if he's going to carry the load. Jalen Rager didn't do much last year. I think Philly could have a disastrous year. Yeah, the the only difference is Philly has at least a guy, a quarterback who's trying to win the games and win a permanent quarterback position in the league. He's trying to be legit. And that offense could start clicking halfway through the year or maybe early in the year before teams start to figure them out because it is a bunch of fresh faces. So I think Philly at least wins, uh, I don't know, at least – four games I think Philly wins and I don't see Houston sniffing four wins so but yeah that's yeah. not a bad value pick I don't think that he I was I think that I like Philly over the Lions but yeah I would I I Houston's almost a lock here yeah all right so now into the playoffs uh no we're not oh we we do I do see Steelers on the board here <laughs> I was about to say we're not touching Steelers we are divisional winners I don't really like taking divisional winners because every time I do it, the odds just teeter-totter one week to the next because, uh, you know, a team loses one game and the, the odds go up for them to – or down for them to win the division. So, you know, if I was going to take one, though, I'd say my most confident pick would be the Bills to win their division. Cam and Mac are kind of in the mix, but then they don't have an identity yet. and the Dolphins are good, but I don't think they're going to take a big enough step forward to outplay the Bills throughout the season. And the Bills are gunning for home field advantage in the playoffs. So, Bills. The yeah, Bills are a great pick. I just didn't want to pick a favorite. So, my pick, I think, is just exceptional value is the Colts at plus 160. Uh, FanDuel had them plus 140, but DraftKings, they're plus 160, which is a pretty big difference. Um, we touched on how bad Houston's going to be. 
Jacksonville. Jacksonville will come out and compete and surprise people, I think, but I, they're not going to compete for the division. You know, they might sneak up on a on a couple good teams and maybe pull out a, a couple wins here and there. But so you're basically it's a coin flip between the Colts and the Titans. They're both neck and neck last year as well. Um, they both went eleven and five. I think the Titans are are the slightly better team. But I really like the Colts value here at plus one sixty, especially Anna Hill goes down or Derrick Henry goes down and then boom, the Colts are almost a lock at that point because who's gonna beat them in that division? So Colts plus one sixty, I love that one. Yeah, and actually in Instead of that bet, if you go on FanDuel, they have the divisional um, finishes. So you you have to pick all one through four, how one through four finishes in the division. Just bet Colts one, Titans two, Jaguars three, Texans four, and then the other one would be would flip the Titans for the Colts. So you only have to take two out of like the possible eight or whatever possibilities. Yeah. So just take those two possibilities. I'm sure the odds aren't super great on that, but that'd be a take the Colts to win the division, picking the four in a row, put a little bit more money on that, and then hedge yourself by doing the Titans to win the division with the Colts in second. I think that'd be the move there. That's not a bad that. move, actually. Yeah. No, not at all. I love it. So let's get on to the conference winners. And uh, I'll let you go, Danny. I threw a couple out here for this one. Buffalo plus 550 for the AFC. I've touched on how much I love Buffalo and Josh Allen this year. Uh, just loaded. That offense is loaded. Josh Allen's got a lot of weapons. So I, I really like Buffalo to compete with Kansas City. One that I just was really taking a flyer on. This is this is what you saw earlier. I have the Steelers on here. Steelers are plus twenty one hundred. They had that's the tenth in the AFC. There's no way the Steelers are the tenth best team in the AFC. That might be me being a homer, but I really don't like Baltimore. Baltimore was plus six fifty. There's no way they're that that heavily favored over Pittsburgh. Um, I think I think Baltimore is the third best team in the division right now. I, I go I go Pittsburgh, Cleveland, then Baltimore. So Steelers heavily underrated. Under Mike Tomlin, they're usually better when they're overlooked compared to when they're favored. You know, after their two Super Bowls in the two look, I, I, I don't think Pittsburgh is going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I would love it, don't get me wrong, but but I think that's a great value pick. And then for one another value pick for the NFC I liked was uh, the Cardinals plus eighteen hundred. I wanted to say the Niners, but they were plus six fifty. I didn't think that they would be that that low. Yeah. Um. But but I, I think Arizona's going to have a pretty explosive offense, pretty good team this year. JJ Watt can stay healthy and and be what he once was. I, I really like the Cardinals. Well, he won't be, but and I don't like the Cardinals at all. I they're not a Super Bowl ready team, uh, in my opinion. And yeah, so again, do the same thing we did with the AFC South, do it with the AFC North, Steelers one, Browns two, Ravens three, Bengals obviously four, and then switch the Steelers and, and Browns, take both of those, and whichever team you like more, put put more money on the Browns or the Steelers to win the division, because the Steelers are still in third to win the division. They're plus 450. The Ravens are still ahead of them, odds-wise, just to win the division. So I think that's 
great value right now. I, the, the Ravens are hurting. <laughs> They're hurting all over the place. So let's wrap up. Let's do the big finale here, the Super Bowl winner. I always do a Super Bowl matchup. I usually just do one, maybe two or three. But right now, I just have one Super Bowl matchup. They're always huge odds because you have to pick both teams. So I went Bills versus Rams at 60 to 1. So a $10 bet would win you $600 if the Bills and Rams meet in the Super Bowl. I don't think it's an outlandish pick. So, oh shit, I also, I also had the Rams as conference winners to win the, the conference at plus 650. I think that's just good value for a team that their expectation is to make the playoffs and and Sean McVay has the talent to to carry a team there with Matt Stafford for sure. And then I hate this, but the Browns plus 750 to win the conference. Um, they could get lucky there in the playoffs and just get hot at the right time. And I'd rather win money on watching them win than watching them win and not win money. So uh, I'll put a tiny bit on, on both of those. And then, so yeah, Bill Bill's Rams though, Super Bowl. What's your uh, Super Bowl matchup, Danny? Uh, I have the, well, my Super Bowl winner, I have the Bills plus 1200. Again, I'm on the Bills. I think that was the, uh, a, just a great value. Kansas City is obviously the, the heavy favorite over the Bills, but Buffalo, you get a, a better value. Uh, I, I, I'm not fully on the Browns, but I do think that they're, I mean, they're all in for this year. They're in cap hell next year. So they're pretty much in, in win now mode. Um, cause they're going to have a lot of, of stuff to figure out for next year. But as a, as a Pittsburgh guy, I can't take the Browns. And even if, if I'm not being biased, I, I really don't, not too crazy. I mean, they're not going to be bad, but I don't think they're going to be as hyped up. There's too much hype around the Browns, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. I like. I have, I had the bills to win that game of the matchup too. So bills 12 to one, we like that. And then Rashawn texted me just in time with his Super Bowl matchup pick. He He's a busy guy, and he doesn't do much uh, gambling. So he sat out this one, and he just kind of comes in as our expert opinion here for uh, with his athletic training experience in the NFL. So, But he likes, he likes the Bucs versus the Browns in the Super Bowl. I think that was actually a bit lower odds because they are kind of up there as both favorites to go. So I'm sure that's still over 10 to one, 20 to one, even it's probably over 20 to one. And 30 to one, what I'm looking at 30 there, to one. There Brown you go. T- 10 to win 300 on uh Brown's bucks, super bowl that and I'm that, actually looking for the matchup. Sorry. That's, that's not for the, did he has the Browns? This is just the matchup or for someone to win. He had the matchup and then obviously he, he took the Browns to win. Okay. A Browns fan, so yeah, uh, thirty to one. That's a nice, that's a nice bet there. And I think the Browns are down to sixteen to one to win the Super Bowl. One that I like. I touched on both these teams earlier, but I really like Buffalo and San Francisco this year. Obviously, that's that's plus forty two hundred. So forty two to one. I could see that being a Super Bowl matchup. I like that. All right, people. The next time we speak to you, you will have watched a regular season NFL game. Football is freaking here. Uh, I loved doing this. This was fun. Hopefully you guys 
put some bets in. Let us know what you put in on our Twitter at Return to Play Pod or our Instagram. Same same handle at Return to Play Pod. And you got anything else for us, Danny? Any soccer futures? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't go. We we've gone long enough. The show's gone on long enough. <laughs> Good, because I don't have anything prepared. But yeah, football season's here. Went six yeah. to twelve, real quick. Oh, and uh, my draw of the week hit hit last week. I'm I'm two and one on draw of the week. So uh, let's Mine go. Hasn't played yet. There's still there's still there's still time for me to have a Twitter meltdown because USL Salvador doesn't go down until Thursday. All right, all right. So yeah, to, uh, to be determined. Let me just pull it up real quick. Uh, draw the week for uh, this upcoming weekend. Here, I'm gonna go Wofford and the Wolves. Two two teams that start with the letter W are going to draw. Wofford versus Wolves. That's Saturday, September 11th. Never forget. 10 a.m. Draw the week. Sound reasoning. You, you can't you can't lose with that reasoning. So that's a lock. <laughs> lock it in, people. All right. Love you. Stay safe, America. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs>